Well, praise the Lord, everybody. This is Brother J.W. Brand here at God's Whole Word. Amen. And uh, we are going to have just a short little podcast this evening. This is uh, the evening before or late, early, early afternoon or late afternoon, excuse me, maybe early evening, I guess you could say uh, around five o'clock or so uh, before Christmas Eve. This is the eve before Christmas Eve on Friday. And uh, we just going to talk a little bit about what we celebrate uh, this whole uh, weekend that we're going to be going into. And uh, let's just go to God in prayer. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you, God, that you sent a Savior, hallelujah, to the world to save us from our sin. Hallelujah. And you sent a Savior that's going to deliver us, hallelujah, and give us eternal life. Thank you, Jesus. And may, Lord, you bless the reading of your word and just uh, allow it to go down in our heart and our soul in Jesus' name. Amen. And so I would like, if you would, uh, directing your attention to the book of Luke in chapter 2. Now, I'm reading from the King James Version. Y'all know that's where we go. That's what I do. And uh, so here we are in the book of Luke. Now, just to let you know, Luke uh, is just not, uh, you know, some people say, well, the Jews, they just started all this Christianity and everything. But I got news for you. Uh, Luke was not a, a Jewish person at all. He was a Gentile. But he wrote about these things, and he was... Uh, one that uh, followed the Lord and all. And so chapter 2, uh, the very first verse, we're going to read from 1 to verse 20. And so this is the story of the Lord and his birth. It says, And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed, the world within where they were. And verse 2, And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, and everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee out of the city of Nazareth into Judea, under the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. And verse 5 says, To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. And verse 6 says, and so it was that they, uh, while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. Verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Verse 8 says, And there were in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, Lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone around about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring good tidings, hallelujah, of great joy, which shall be to all people. Hallelujah. Verse 11 says, For unto you a child uh, unto you uh, is born this day in the city of David our, savior, uh, our uh, a savior, which is Christ the Lord. I'm going to read that one again. For unto you is born this day 
in the city of David a Savior. Hallelujah. You're going to save us from our sin, which is Christ the Lord. He's not just Christ, which means Messiah, but he is the Lord. Hallelujah. The one who puts the Lord over our life. Hallelujah. And rule and reign in our heart. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 12, it says, And this shall be a sign unto you. Ye shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, laying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, in verse 14, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill to men. Verse 15, And it came to pass as the angels were gone away from them into heaven, the shepherds and said one to another, Let us now go even into unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass, which the Lord had made known unto us. Verse 16 says, And they came with haste. They were hurrying it on up. They had to go see the Messiah that was born. Hallelujah. And found Mary and Joseph and, and the babe lying in a manger. Just like the angel said. Verse 17. And when they had seen it, they made known abroad. They went on talking about it. The saying which was told uh, them concerning this child. Verse 18. And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told to them by the shepherds. Listen. Verse 19. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. Verse 20 said, And the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Hallelujah. And so, friend, this is... Uh, for lack of a better way of putting it, just the way we talk down in the south, it's a it's the story of the Lord's birth in a nutshell. Hallelujah! And uh, we find that when the Lord was born, there was a company of angels, not just one. <coughs> Excuse me. There's my one cough. Thank you. <coughs> I guess I'm gonna have another. Excuse me. But. There was one angel speaking to the shepherds. And he told them, he said, there's a Savior. A Savior. Verse, verse 11, it tells, For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Hallelujah. He was a Savior. Glory to God. Do you know Jesus is still a Savior? Do you know that Jesus is alive? Yes, he was born in that manger. And yes, he lived 33 and a half years. And yes, he died on a cross. But I'll tell you what, he raised up from the dead. Yes, he did. He came up out of that grave. Yes, he did. You say, this ain't Easter. Why are you talking about that? I'm going to tell you what. I'm telling you that because that day he was born, oh, he's still living. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. The Lord bore us a Savior to save us from our sins. Yes, he did. And... It says here in verse 13 that suddenly there was an angel, a multitude of a heavenly host praising God, and they were saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace and goodwill toward men. Don't you know that's what God wanted to do when he brought Jesus? That was the, the, the purpose, is to bring peace to us, peace with God. Now some people, they read that, and they interpret it to mean, oh, well, everybody's supposed to get along and everybody's going to have peace. No, listen, let's talk about you and I being able to have peace with God. 
to be able to come to a place where this Savior is going to be, hallelujah, glory to God, that this Savior has come to this world to bring peace between us, <coughs> hallelujah, and our Savior. Now, I got a little bit more of a cough today. I've been out in this cold. And so, excuse me, I'm going to cough a little bit more, but I'll tell you what, I got to talk about the Lord. Amen. And so this Lord, this Messiah, you see, our sin caused us not to be able to have peace with God. Our sin put up a wall. Our sin divided us between God and ourselves. But Jesus, hallelujah, glory to God, he was born to be a Savior and to bring us peace with God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I'll tell you something else. Another thing is he came to bring peace to your heart to my heart, to everybody's heart in this world, to bring us peace and comfort to know. Don't you know if you're not right with the Lord, you ain't going to have no peace. I have been dealing with a situation even up in my own family. I'm not going to say nothing about exactly what's going on because I don't want anybody to hear that come over here and somebody get upset with me. But <clears throat> I've been dealing with a family situation. And what I will say is when people... Uh, you know, they turn from the Lord and don't want to serve the Lord. You won't have trouble in your way. And that's for all of us. If we've not made our mind up to serve the Lord, how can you have peace? That's what God brought uh, to us, was to be able to have peace with God and to be able to have peace in our soul. Hallelujah. And when you allow the Lord Jesus Christ to come into your life, you see, he's no longer a baby in the manger. <laughs> Hallelujah. Oh, no. He's not no longer a baby in the manger. But I'll tell you what. He was born a babe in the manger. And you say, why? Well, because the Lord was going to come to us. And the Lord was going to wrap himself up in flesh. Just as that baby was wrapped up in swaddling clothes, the Lord was wrapped up in flesh. God Almighty coming to be one of us, to feel what we feel to see what we struggle with. And the Lord Jesus, he wants to help us. He wants to be there for you. He wants to be there for me and you and, and all of us, you and I, everybody across the world. The Lord Jesus wants to be there for us. He wants to bring a relationship that has been broken by sin back together that we might have peace with God. You say, why is that important? Because you're going to meet him. Now, I know that this podcast, for the most part, uh, I really like to, to use this podcast to encourage those that are serving the Lord, maybe new in the Lord, or maybe those that have been walking on but uh, for the, with the Lord for a long time. But if you ain't never known the Lord, you ain't never, never known the Lord, I'm going to tell you what, you might even say you're an atheist. But let me tell you something. You're not going to be an atheist forever. Do you understand that? You need to hear me now. You say, well, you're talking to me like I'm, I'm a little child. Well, uh, you know, I'm getting up there, so if you feel that way, I'm, I don't mean to talk to you like a child, but I'm going to tell you, if you are saying things like that, that you don't think that there's a God, and you won't talk like, uh, well, I, and, and you won't use that word atheist, and I, I'm just not going to serve the Lord, and I'm not going I'm I'm to believe in the Lord. I'm not going to believe that there's a God. I got news for you. You ain't always going to be that way. You're going to meet him. Well, hallelujah. You're going to meet the Lord. But what the Lord wants to do for you is he wants you to meet him on good terms. 
Yes, sir. And, you know, the reason I think that a lot of folks, they get this idea that there's no God is because they've not submitted themselves to the Lord to even give him a try. Because if you at least give the Lord a try, now hold on. Don't tell me you already did it because I'm not finished with what I'm going to say. If you honestly gave the Lord a try, now let's go down that road for a minute. That means you repented of your sins. Did you repent of your sins? Did you honestly say to the Lord, Lord, I'm sorry for what I did, and Lord, I'm going to repent. Do you know what that means? It means you're going to turn around away from your sin, and you're going to go to the other direction. Or you did, you, did you decide just to keep on walking in your sin? Well, I'm going to I'm gonna believe in the Lord. I'm going to do it this way, and I, I can just keep walking how I'm going to walk. No. No, repentance means you're going to turn from that. So if you honestly gave your heart to the Lord, that means you repented of your sins. You made up your mind. You're going to turn from your sin. And you're going to, you're going to turn to the Lord and you're going to give your heart to him. Now in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38, it says, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Did you get baptized after you repented? First off, you got to get baptized. You got to repent. You got to turn from your sin and accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. Now, did you... Did you go from there and get water baptized? I ain't talking about none of that sprinkling stuff. We don't do that. That don't do you no good. You're just getting yourself wet. You got to get yourself down in that water and be baptized by somebody. You can't baptize yourself neither. Find yourself somebody to baptize you in Jesus' name all the way down. Go all the way down in the water. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You want to be baptized in Jesus' name? Did you do that? And then... The Bible says, repent and be baptized, everyone, in the name of Jesus Christ. The, the important thing is, did you take on the name of Jesus? Did you get baptized in Jesus' name? Why don't you want to take on that name? Why have you rejected the name? Do you know the Bible talks about uh, uh, the seven different churches in the book of Revelation? And one of them, he said, you held fast to my name. Have you done that in baptism? You know how many people go around and they say they're Christian and they, they will pray over people in Jesus' name to be healed of their sicknesses. They will pray over G, in Jesus' name over people that need to be uh, uh, saved and delivered. And they will pray in Jesus' name to rebuke devils out of people. But when it comes to water baptism, they take the name and toss it in the garbage. Why are you going to do that? Don't you know the Bible says in Acts chapter 2 and 38, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus? It sure does. You say, well, I'm just obeying Matthew 28, 19. Well, if you're going to obey Matthew 28, 19, you're going to find out that it wasn't in the singular. You say, what you talking about? It said in the name, not names. It says in the name of the Father. Jesus said, I come in my Father's name. And it said, in the name of the Son. Don't you know the name of the Son is Jesus? And then, he, and then it says in the name of... Uh, read it again. Read it again. Go back and read it again. It don't say in the names of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. It said in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. The name of those that you hear being mentioned in that chapter. What's the name of the Holy Ghost? You know what the Bible says that Jesus literally said. My Father shall send the Holy Ghost in my name. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. And so we got to take on the name. And then Peter stood up with all the apostles. Nobody denied him. Nobody, nobody sat there and, 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 and said, Peter, you got it wrong. You're baptizing them in the wrong way. You tell them the wrong thing. Don't tell me God be baptized in Jesus' name. What you talking about, Peter? None of them did that, and you know they didn't. That's not no way, no how what was done. So, again, I ask you, did you repent? Did you turn from your sins? Did you get baptized in water, going all the way down in the water? You know, when, the, when Philip, the evangelist, baptized the eunuch, the eunuch said to him, hey, he said, what forbids me to be baptized? They had come across much water there. And there was, there, was, uh, there was a body of water there. And then uh, another place, uh, they were baptizing others. They said, because there was much water there. You get down on the water. Did you do that? And did you take on the name of Jesus? Were you willing to take on that name? Hallelujah. And, and then it says, repent. You be baptized, everyone, in the name of Jesus Christ for, for the remission of your sins. You can't ignore that. You got to be obedient. You know, some people, you know what they're going to do? They're going to say, well, that's a works. That's a works. That's a works. You know what Jesus did? He got baptized himself. Did he need to be baptized? No. No, no, no. Uh-uh. He didn't need to be baptized. He had no sin. Even John said to him when he came to him to baptize him, he said, no, Lord. He said, I need to be baptizing you, not me doing you. But you know what the Lord told him? He said, for righteousness sake. He said, let it be so. As an example to us, the Lord was baptized. And so, now, let's think about this for a minute. So, repent, be baptized, everyone, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins, and you shall. There's another part to that. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. The gift of the Holy Ghost. He said you shall. Y'all know what that means, shall? How many of us don't know what shall means? That don't mean, well, some might. Well, I believe in people getting baptized with the Holy Ghost and speaking in tongues. But you know, only some of them get that tongue thing and everybody else gets it a different way. The Bible don't teach that. The Bible don't teach that lie. You heard what I said. And the Bible says all liars have a part in the lake of fire. I don't want to be lying to folks. You say, boy, that sure is a flipping twist on the scripture. Well, no, it is what it is. If you're going to sit there and tell people that people get baptized with the Holy Ghost in different ways, you're telling people a lie. You're not telling them the truth. You shall be baptized with the Holy Ghost. And, and, and you know, every single one of them, every single one of them, they were filled with the Holy Ghost. There was tongues going out, and people were speaking in tongues. But it's not just any tongue. It's a tongue that they didn't know. And God still baptized people with the Holy Ghost with a tongue they don't know. Amen. It's not, it's not like some uh, Christian denominations say, well, you know, we got tongues all over now. You know, people speak all kinds of languages. That ain't what that's talking about. It says unknown. They are unknown tongues. Now, I ain't got time to go into all that, and I'm going to do a study on that because some people just want to argue about things they don't know what they're talking about. But um, we're going to do a, a, a podcast here pretty soon after the holidays are over after the new year, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a lesson. We're going to go through it and uh, talk about this uh, talking in tongues thing because I'll tell you what, when you get baptized with the Holy Ghost, you are going to speak in tongues, and it's going to be an unknown tongue to you. Now, so let's get back to this story. Jesus came to this world to save you, 
And in the book of Acts in chapter 2 and verse 38, we have the plan of salvation. Repent, be baptized everyone in the name of Jesus Christ, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so God has made a plan. God gave a Savior here. God provided everything that we need to be saved. And that is the reason why that every one of us that claim to be a Christian ought to remember why we celebrate this holiday. Now, there's some folks I know. There's some folks, and they're good holy folk. I know. They're good holiness people. I'm not, and we're holiness too. But uh, there's some of those. They, they don't celebrate Christmas for different reasons and talking about uh, other issues as to why they don't. And we're not going to be uh, and ought not be uh, slamming anybody if that's where they go. Just, uh, you know, you you mind your own P's and Q's and stay in your own space and don't be getting all uh, rude and disrespectful to folks. Because uh, some people, if that's uh, where they stand, let them stand there. And you just uh, uh, serve God where God is going to let you stand. But the bottom line is, are you staying where you ought to? Huh? Are you standing where you are too? Did you did you read this story maybe uh, on a Christmas night, or maybe you heard it at church how the baby was born, and you keep thinking about Jesus like that baby? Jesus ain't that baby no more. Now I am grateful and and and, and just so uh, wonderfully blessed when I hear the story about Jesus' birth. And I get excited when I get to celebrate his birth. It's just a wonderful thing to me. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus ain't a baby no more. And we're going to have to understand, Jesus came to save you and I. He came to deliver us. He came to give us what we need to bring peace between us and God, to bring a peaceful relationship between us and God. But you're going to have to get the sin out of the way. And the only way you can get the sin out of the way is to repent. And then there's that succession of what need to be done. Peter wasn't just running his mouth and just talking. Some people look at that verse and they want to just fly right on by it and ignore it. But the day that Jesus was born, there was going to come a time in that uh, story that we find where Jesus, he had to go to the cross and he had to die, but then he had to raise from the dead. And then he walked among us for 40 days. But... Uh, they literally had to go through all of that in order for the Lord to be glorified, to be lifted up into heaven and sent back this Holy Ghost power. You think the Lord went through all that for nothing? The Lord didn't go through that for nothing. The Lord still wants to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. Yes, he does. But it started with that story of the baby in the manger. What a beautiful story. What a wonderful thing it is that we can come together and celebrate the birth of our Lord. So uh, what I would like to encourage uh, any and all of you that claim to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, and I know that irritates some folk when I talk like that, but if you claim to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, why don't you follow him? Follow him, follow his ways, follow what he wants. You say, well, what kind of preacher are you? You talk the way you talk sometimes. Well, God put a word in my mouth and put a fire down on my, hallelujah, and put a fire down on my soul. And he said, tell the people. He said, don't you be afraid of their faces. Don't be afraid of what they say. Don't be afraid of how they look or how they act or anything. But if you're going to truly be a follower of the Lord, follow him. Follow his word. Obey him. Do you know the Lord gave us instruction about listening to the apostles' teachings? That's why we call ourselves apostolic, because we believe emphatically uh, in, in that 
belief and teaching that the apostles were given the word of truth uh, by the Lord Jesus Christ. We see so many different things that the Lord taught, of course, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We see those things, and certainly uh, in, in parts of the book of Acts. And um, but, but, you know, God empowered the apostles to give us word and direction. And so now here we are celebrating the birth of the Lord and many people celebrate it each and every year. We do. Uh, but, you know, the Lord has had to do a work in us and change us over time. We do celebrate it a little bit different than what we used to. And uh, we, we took that old Santa out. You know, we don't we don't add Santa in here no more because, uh, you know, uh, I, I finally got to that place where I said, well, you know, there ain't no Santa coming down no chimney and uh, he's not coming house to house on the roof with no reindeer. That's a lie. And so I know the Bible says that uh, all liars have their part in the lake of fire. So when our children were young, we sat them down and said, look, we knew that the Lord didn't want us to be telling those things that were not true. And so we told our children, we sat them down and said, now listen, uh, there, there is not a Santa that goes from house to house, roof to roof, and, and uh, riding around in a sleigh with reindeer, and then come down the chimney, and you ain't got no chimney, so he makes a chimney, and all these things, just one story after another, there's just a flat-out lie. So, you know, we sat down and we talked to them, but we, you know, we said it in a way for the children to understand it and accept it, but we also told them, but... Uh, the gifts, we want you to understand, they're given by each other because of our love for one another. We care about each other. And so what we do is we think, well, what would they uh, like to have? With what, whatever it is that means that we have. You know, some folks this year, they ain't got no means to get nobody nothing. And we want to be careful about that. All of us that are walking with the Lord and serving the Lord, you're going to follow the Lord. The Lord said to give, and it shall be given back to us. Many times over, maybe sometime you're going to be given to somebody that can't give back. And so let's remember those that uh, may be uh, without family. What, what is the point in celebrating the birth of the Lord if all you think about, I got to run over here, I got to run over there, I got to get the best gift, I got to do this, that, and the other, and you leave the Lord just flat out like you laid him on the floor and stomping all over him. And the Lord ain't got nothing to do with Christmas with a lot of folks that claim to be Christian. You don't take time to pray. You don't have, take time to study the word. You say, well, I'm too busy. How are you too busy when God has given you life? How are you too busy that you can't take time to just take a little moment to spend some time in prayer and talk to the Lord and read his word for a moment? Because what's the point in celebrating Christmas if you took the one out you're celebrating for in the first place? Or maybe it's become secular to you. Has Christmas become secular to you? God forbid that that would happen to Christians. Let's get our mind made up that the reason why we celebrate him. Uh, how many have ever heard that saying, Jesus is the reason for the season? If he's the reason for the season, shouldn't it be that those that have the light, they really show that light? So let's go about and let's really keep Jesus in the season. And let's allow ourselves. Now, I'm not saying you can't, you know, you want to, you know, some folks don't want to put up a tree. Some folks do. Uh, you know, and all of that. I, I understand there's there's differences of opinion about those things, and certainly I'm not going to get on one or another about that. Um, you know, if you want to know about us, well, yeah, we put up a tree. But uh, the one thing that I did do after the Lord convicted me about that whole Santa thing, I went through all of the ornaments. Anything that was a Santa, I took it out. I said, Lord, I'm not going to be disobedient to that, but 
but you know, uh, everybody got their, their own convictions about those things. If somebody got a conviction about not having a tree, don't burden them down and say, well, you don't have to do all that. Don't do that to them. You need to respect what they're doing. And, and get your mind on your own because uh, let me let me tell you, if we're not going to uh, sit there and allow the Lord to be the center of this holiday, then maybe you need to rethink what you're doing and how what it is that, that this holiday means to you. Because if it takes God out of the way and you can't even pray or take time to read the word, then what's the point in celebrating? That means that holiday has become your God. And see, that's one thing that the Lord uh, has to deal with a lot of us. And some folks, they don't want to listen to that. It irritates them and it frustrates them because they're so busy and wanting to get things done. But remember, if you would take time to put the Lord first, the Lord is going to give you whatever you need. Isn't that what he said? He said if we put him first, if we, the Lord will add whatever it is that we need in our life. You know, seek ye first the kingdom of God and all these things shall be added unto you. Isn't that what the word said? Sure enough it is. And the word don't lie. So if you would take the time to spend a little time in prayer and a little time in the Word this season, letting Him be first in your life, then you know the Lord just might give you a little bit more energy, a little bit more time stretched out, maybe maybe a line a little shorter or, or traffic a little better, or maybe just uh, time to learn to be patient during this season because it certainly is uh, uh, something that we need when we're standing in line and still getting all frustrated. The lines are going to be long. We understand that. So if the Lord says, well, I'm going to use this to you know, teach you some patience. Well, then let the Lord teach us some patience. But with all that said, uh, I just want to uh, encourage you to, uh, you know, keep the Lord in, in, in the holiday. Uh, keep the Lord in Christmas, you know. And uh, there's so many other things that we could talk about. You know, there's so many different ideas and uh, attitudes and behaviors. And, and you say, well, why are you labeling it like that? Maybe some of these folks... They feel some of the things that they do because of religious reasons. Well, and I agree with that. If some people have a mind not even to celebrate Christmas at all because of uh, what they feel might be pagan uh, origins or, or, or those type of things, remember, there's certain things that you can do with your Christmas to make sure that you're not fitting into that. Now, there's some people going to disagree with what I just said, and you got your right to disagree. But one thing I do want to encourage y'all, don't be lying to your children. Don't be lying to them, telling them that, that some sand is going to come down that chimney. You're lying to them. Stop doing that. That's not right. At least get that on out of there and tell the truth. And you might say, well, it's just, you know, a fun little thing. But your fun little thing's a lie, and you know it is. Because you know that's not true. And don't give me all this magical stuff. Don't you know what the Bible talks about magic? Don't let me get started. And so, you know, we gotta we got to serve the Lord in the way that we should. So with those things said, I do want you to have a good holiday. Serve the Lord. Enjoy your families if you're with your families. It, you know what? And please remember, if there's somebody alone, somebody ain't got nobody, come on and take that time and, 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 and say, hey, won't you come over here? We got a little, little bit of uh, grub. We can share it with you. Come on up in here and let's just have a good time. Or maybe it's just a... Somebody new at church. There's somebody, you know, maybe you just know a neighbor that just need. maybe you could just, uh, 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 you know, just send them a little Christmas card or maybe take them over a, a, a couple of cookies you baked or something. Uh, just to find a way, you know, find a way to include people in that may be left out. 
because that is kind of hard on folks when there's other people, they see people coming and going and, and all of that, and maybe they're new to an area. And, you know, some people, they move to a new area, and they, um, you know, maybe a job change or whatever, and they ain't got nobody. So let's try to encourage folks uh, to be a part uh, of our family as well, especially those in the faith. we got to remember, uh, you know, there are some people, if you look around uh, at, at churches, and, you know, it, it can become a bit of a, uh, more of a difficult thing the bigger your church is because uh, sometimes you can't always uh, know everybody. That's certainly true. But but allow the Lord to help you. That's the reason why I say we need to take time with the Lord and pray and say, Lord, open up my eyes to something that I could do for somebody this holiday to make their holiday a little brighter too. All right, with all that said, you guys enjoy your holiday. I didn't mean to put no damper on you about the Santa, but we got to quit that lie. And, uh, you know, but uh, just just remember, y'all, love the Lord with all your heart. And uh, and certainly uh, remember that Jesus is the reason for the season. Amen. God bless you. May the Lord keep you. May you have a wonderful holiday. And uh, uh, just uh, may the Lord bless you and keep you until we meet again. And we'll be talking to you all on Tuesday. All right. Lord bless you.